AFLW on SEN Podcast, the Boundary AFLW Podcast is back. Nick Negropontis from SEN.com.au here. And Chloe Malloy from I Don't Have a Website here. Yeah, but you have a better thing than a website, a football club. I have a wiki page. That's true. <laughs> I have a Wikipedia page. I'll make you one, Pont. Oh. By the end of the season, I'll, I'll make you a Wikipedia page. <laughs> what is on your Wikipedia page? Do you know? I couldn't tell you. I Didn't can't. make it yourself? No. <laughs> I did not make my own Wikipedia page. I, I have a theory that most AFL player pages are made by, by, themselves. by themselves or by family members. I do know a certain player that used to change their age on it. Do tell. Well, a friend at Georgie Parker used to change her age Georgie, on it. Georgie, no. I know, what a stitch up. It was very smart by her, though. Well played. Way to keep yourself young. Well, welcome into the podcast. We bring you nuggets like, like that um, on, on, this, on this very unconventional AFLW podcast. Our aim is to bring you some fun as well as some AFLW insights from from the second ever rising star, um, who who was hanging out with the third rising star at the uh, one of the practice games on the weekend. I I, I noticed, even though you you didn't come and say hi. Oh, did, I know you texted me, and then mm. there, there was actually there was a bit of like a social setting at the it was wasn't Richmond it? West Coast game, but yes, I did. I didn't see you. I think but we you... I think we genuinely w- walked right past each other. Uh. Maybe I just see you too often that yeah. I just immune to it now. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yes, I was with the Press Parkers, having good chats with her. Interesting. Mm. So good footy chats. There were seven seven practice games on the weekend. This is our predictions show, by the way. We're going to be joined by AFL Media's Jordan Canil in a minute. We're going to be joined by Carlton star Lucy McAvoy at the end of the show. I caught up with her after the Carlton North game. That's a little pre-recorded thing that we're going to uh, bring to you today. But today is all about predictions. Chloe herself can't can't make predictions as a current player, so she is going to be the mastermind. She's going she's going to set the terms. She's going to ask us the questions. We'll get to that in a, in a minute, but we're going to go through the practice games first, and I'll bring in Jordan. Jordan, thank you for for being here. Guys, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Thank you for coming in, Jordan, on your day off. Uh, that's all right. No, no, I haven't, uh, didn't have a whole lot better to do. Um, <laughs> and actually very excited for this. So, yeah, you gave me the, uh, the call up a couple of weeks ago and uh, I've been working on the predictions ever since. And I've got to tell you, I'm not confident in any of them. <laughs> oh, well, we're in, we're in trouble. Like, we're going to get probably 70%, 80% wrong and get, get tweets. And... That's okay. That's okay. That's but part, that is okay. It, it generates learning. conversation yeah, exactly. and debate, and that's what we're about. But before we get to the predictions, as, as I mentioned, there are seven practice games on the weekend, the first of which you played in. Yes, Melbourne v Collingwood. Actually, a really good hit out. Um, hit out. Um, Melbourne were missing their um, dominant ruck, Lauren Pierce, but... Um, we won the clearances 30 to seven, which is a really positive sign for us. Yeah. Considering, um, you know, it's the first time that we've, um, I guess had plays in their proper positions because we had match sim, the match sim, um, the previous week. So we had girls out of position and this week we had everyone in there, I guess, primary positions. And yeah, it was take a, a lot of confidence away from that game, despite losing Pont. Like, you know, you could look at the game and be like, well, yeah, you know, you went down to Melbourne, but. Uh, I'm not too bothered by the scoreboard there. Um, a lot of positives, and the coaches kind of just let us play and let us figure things out. So had a review yesterday, and, yeah, it was actually a, a really positive one. I thought you guys were, were really good. You guys kicked a lot of points in the first half, which I think is the reason why the scoreboard, you hit the post yes, yourself, Pond, didn't you? I kicked three points. You kicked three in points, the first did quarter. you? Four, ended on four, hit the wow. post the last one. Yeah, I wasn't happy with that. So it could have been a Way huge Way to bring it up, day. Pond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I left at halftime to go to the Carlton game. But I noticed the key thing for me, your midfield was kicking butt. And Shani Layton was bullying the Melbourne. I don't know who the Melbourne Ruck was, but but Shani was like not only dominating physically, but like 
hit us to advantage every time. Well, I, the stat are 30 to 7, and yeah. that's off the ruck as well, because obviously the placement from them, yeah, she's like, we are very pro Shani here, by the way. Yes, Jordan, you, you um, have to be, you have very to be pro Shani. Yeah, she, she's awesome. And I spoke to her after, um, and yeah, she's taken a lot of confidence away from that, which is good because, you know, Shani already being um, a quality player and a, a competitor, you know, have her on, you know, a, a high and a confidence high. And yeah, I think she could be very unstoppable. So the final score in that one was Melbourne 38, Collingwood 24, four of those six behinds coming from Seymour <laughs> Uh, Jordan, you were at the Western Bulldogs Geelong game. What did you, what did you make of that one? Yeah, correct. So um, it, it was a pretty interesting one. Um, the dogs really the biggest thing that I noticed was how they've structured their forward line for this year. So uh, Nathan Burke has been really keen on just they're not sure if they're going to be super competitive, but the one thing they're they're just not going to die wondering, and they just got super fit, um, and they've structured the forward line so they press up really really high, um, and then have everybody running back inside towards the goals. Um, and the cats just got really exposed for speed. So I, I don't know whether like the, the scores is something you can take out of it, but like the scoring opportunities, like the dogs are going to play some really exciting footy this year. I think, um, I, I don't know whether it's going to translate to wins and losses, but every week they're going to be super fun to watch. I think they were the highest scoring team of the weekend. They scored 59, defeating the cats 47, high scoring affair. And they missed a lot of uh, gettable shots as well mm, in, in a couple of quarters. I think they were four ten at one stage at three quarter time. So yeah. 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 I like what you said about the point about the the scoreline because you can you can take what you want from that, but they are practice matches. Um, so when you said that, I was like, yeah, definitely, because even we lost, and now I'm full of confidence still despite losing. So yeah, yeah, you can take as much as you want from the scoreline, and you know we didn't end up losing, but yeah, come round one, it's just a whole different ball game. Yeah. How did you pull up? By the way, I didn't forget to ask. It was a pretty hot. I was I was getting sunburned just standing there. <laughs> how, how have you pulled up? Well, you get sunburned from the moon. That's true. <laughs> Um, no, I pulled up really well. Um, I have a bit of a grass burn on my leg, and everyone was calling me soft at the game. But if they actually looked at it, it's really sore. Um, it's really sore, guys. <laughs> um, but no, I pulled up personally very well. There was a couple of injuries. Um, so for Alexander, if you haven't seen her makeup tutorial on AFL Women's Instagram, then you are sorely missing out. Um, she yeah split her eye, but she's fine actually. No concussion there. Um, Sarah Darcy. Sarah Darcy, she's fine. Um, she got she would checked out yesterday, but yeah, no, our team's good despite the eye from Sophie Alexander. But she she's very funny with it. She wore um the big radiator glasses yesterday <laughs> to training, so it was good. Uh, from the D side, what did you make of, of Daisy? I thought she looked pretty good out there. Yeah, kudos to her for coming. I wasn't sure what to expect. Um, obviously, I heard um during preseason that she'd had um it was a bit of a roller coaster for her, especially putting her body through pregnancy and then trying to come back to a preseason. She she looked really, really good out there. She um she sat back as a spare for them. So her and Birch um ended up being spares somehow. Um but she disposed of the ball well and yeah. Probably not the Daisy Pierce that we once saw, but I mean when you <laughs> pop out two babies, I don't think it's very hard for your body to come back from that. But she she ran out the whole game. She looked she looked really good. She didn't go through the midfield. She stayed as that backliner, but she got plenty of the footy. Hasn't lost that, that's for sure. There were five other games. Um, obviously, physically, we couldn't get to all of them. I was at North Melbourne Carlton when North won 51-43. to 43, And North kicked five goals in the first quarter to Carlton's nothing. And here I am sitting in the stands going, well, this is going to be a long year. <laughs> but from that moment forth, Carlton crushed them. They were clearly the stronger team, and it was, it was really interesting. I don't know whether North were resting players. I know Gillespie Jones and Ashmore sat out a quarter and... 
I'm not sure what they were really doing, but Carlton, Carlton were the fitter, stronger team. Um, I got to, to listen to, to Harford after the game and he sort of indicated that, that they were really happy with how the team was progressing in terms of fitness, which is, which is good. Uh, I was really impressed with uh, Lucy McAvoy, who we're going to speak to later. Uh, she talks about her game as well. Her second half in particular, the third quarter started with her winning a clearance, just like bursting around the back of the stoppage. And as a Carlton fan, that was very exciting. She also took a contested mark in the goal square I in the last quarter. I did see that on the Carlton highlights. Very uh, strong. Nicola Stevens, Taylor Harris, also real standouts, taking big marks, playing forward as well, which was interesting from Stevens, who's played her whole career down back. Mm-hmm. Um, from the north side of things, they were exactly what you would expect, being one of the stronger lists, stronger teams. Mm. And to me, because I was at this game and then I was at Richmond West Coast the next day, this was at a whole different speed. The North Carlton game was so much faster, so much more clean, so much more speed of ball movement, including your game as well. I think those established teams are going to have that that ability to hit the ground running, whereas Richmond and West Coast, there was a lot of slow movement, a lot of fumbling. Um, and obviously, the conditions were exactly the same Saturday, Sunday. Mm. So, yeah. St. Kilda defeated Gold Coast 46-24. Didn't see any of that one myself. Anyone no, got any takeaways? At Unfortunately, I didn't get there. I watched Adelaide beat Fremantle while um, on the couch because they, they streamed that one. So kudos to, to the Dockers there for putting that oh, one on their thing. Thanks, guys. Make that easy yeah, for you. <laughs> great. Huge takeaway out of that one was uh, Van Hagen getting hurt for the Crows. She oh, will miss three to six weeks. That broke my heart to hear that. Yeah. Absolutely broke my heart. I was just praying that it was an ACL. So they've got how many players left? Uh, 24. 24. That's like one of the biggest things. Uh, I was talking to Sarah Hosking last week. What makes Adelaide a step above the rest of the competition was just their depth of their list. And like on any given day, you can beat any team. But uh, I mean, you can shut down a couple of players. But when it comes to that team, they're just like every single player in the park is unbelievable. Um, and with 24 fit players, <laughs> there's come, a lot of trouble. Come to 23, that's when you have to elevate a train on. It's crazy that so, they, they have 24 players and are not allowed to sign another player. Yeah. I mean, we spoke about it on the, yeah. the last podcast. You don't want teams to get into crisis mode before they're allowed to bring someone up. So, yeah, all the best for Van Hagen. And for, look, touch wood that Adelaide have no more injuries. Cause oh, yeah. It would uh, really we'll, suck for them. We'll get to the predictions of whether those injuries have affected them later. Um, but they still won that game 52-35 and looked very impressive. Uh, Cara Antonio, I think, was the key takeaway for me for, for the Dockers. She was really injured last year, played with a lot of niggles. She was awesome. And if she's back to her best, watch out with this Fremantle team. Richmond defeated West Coast 51-23. We were both there, Chloe. Um, you'll play West Coast in round one. Any initial thoughts on, on how they play? Um, I, speaking on behalf of Colin, I mean, they are going to be a very strong side. I mean, they've kind of got nothing to lose. Um, but everything to prove being an expansion side. So you can take what you want from the game, but, you know, it's the same as if someone was watching the Collingwood, like we, that wasn't our full strength and our best. And I don't think probably we'll see teams, um, you know, reach their best until maybe a couple of rounds in. But, yeah, so, I mean, there's a couple of good players. You know, Dana Hook is one that stands out all the time. Um, I think maybe if we can shut down her impact on the game that um, – It'll help us win those clearances in, in the midfield because they do rely on her a lot because she is an experienced midfielder and she's a very classy player. Um, so we'd probably be looking to shut down her. And Yeah, I mean, I don't want to give away too much. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think I, I take also confidence from that game that the style that the new Collingwood would want to play is is a style that could um, beat the structure of, of West Coast. But, like I said, they're going to put up a very good game round one, um, undoubtedly, because it's round one, the hype the excitement and everything like that. So, 
yeah, I, I'm not sitting here saying that we're going to win that game because um, it'll be a very good head out, but I do take a lot of excitement into that. I think what Collingwood are doing, what we're doing um, inside our four walls is, is something that, yeah, will be, it's like a steam train. So <laughs> I'm excited. From a Richmond point of view, they were quite impressive. Um, Katie Brennan played exclusively in the middle, which was interesting. I assume that'll still be the case when Conti returns. Well, she's still, KB still managed to get points on the board from the midfield. Mm. Um, do you know how much she ended, how many goals she ended up with? I remember watching one I bit think of play. It was two? Yeah, one, as a midfielder. Mm. And I remember one bit of play, she had two opportunities on goal as a midfielder. So she's, yeah. Really, I guess, she's taking Richmond on her shoulders. She won, like, the first four clearances. She did very, very well. Very, very well. Frederick played as the deepest forward. Courtney Wakefield and Taylor Stahl, I thought, were impressive, playing forward for for the Tigers as well. Bernardi, always impressive. Phoebe Phoebe Monaghan impressed me as well, off halfback for the Tigers. She's very composed. More composed than I've ever seen her. So a lot of talent there for Richmond. We'll have to wait and see whether they can put it all together. Um, Obviously, missing their best midfielder in uh, Conti. GWS beat Brisbane 37-3 to in I, – I didn't see any of this game. I don't think any of us did. It was streamed, but it was early in the morning. Jordan, did you catch any no, of it? No, I didn't catch any of it, but it's just really hard to predict what either of those sides are going to be, um, especially Brisbane obviously losing a lot of great players. It's just uh, – I don't think they have found their identity yet, and I don't think you're going to find it until a few rounds into the season. But it's so hard to take anything out of these practice games, especially with uh, these sides that are completely new look. This is the interesting thing with Brisbane. Their, their forward line in the first year when they made the grand final, Harris, Frederick, McCarthy, Wooshner, Ashmore. <laughs> Four of the five that you just named, aren't there? And the other yeah. one was struck by lightning. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm sorry to laugh, Woosh, but the odds of that happening, I, it was, I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe the headline when I read it. I mean, and I hope she recovers well. I think she's recovering well. So. But that's just phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. But think about that. They had the best forward line in the comp, and now... They're either all gone or they've been struck by lightning. <laughs> like that's insane. <laughs> anyway, uh, it it is insane, and they're probably going to be the hardest team to predict this year out of the non uh, non new sides, like the the established sides. They're probably the hardest one to get a, a read on. Um, I I did chat to uh, Sarah Black about this beforehand. Uh, Alice Parker looked incredible, apparently, for the Giants. I think she's one that's going to really take a step up this year. I'm very excited about Alice Parker. She actually features in one of my predictions. Ooh, wow. Which prediction will it be? We will find out. Anyway, it's time to get to these. So I'm going to handball to you, Chloe. Yes, I am hosting the predictions today. Um, Just keeping myself out of trouble here, Pon, because I'd probably be very biased on my predictions. They would probably... All involved the black and white. Collingwood to win Conference A as well. <laughs> Except for the MVP, which I think Kiara Bowles will win. But I'm very Kiara Bowles biased, but that's just me. But, gentlemen, predictions. Now, there is no judgment, and there is no judgment from the audience listening as well. I'm kidding. There's a lot of judgment, actually. <laughs> I'm going to judge very, very, very hard. And considering I'm in the room, we'll see. <laughs> um, but, so, we're going to start off with quite an... Oh, Actually, none of these are easy. I was going to say an easy one, but premiers. I think this was probably one of the hardest ones because there's three sides that straight away you go, Melbourne, Adelaide, and North Melbourne, when they're all fit, probably have the most uh, high-level depth. Um, Adelaide, very tough to get a read on, as we discussed with the injuries. North, not too sure. I think Melbourne is probably the one I'm going with with this stage. Interesting. Not, with Pierce, even with Pierce, due yeah. to step back in round four? Yeah, it's a bit... It's, it's tough. I feel like... I, I don't know if I have them... I do have them in, in top spot for Conference B. 
But I just think they're one of those sides that they just need to make the finals and then they can win Switch. it from any spot. So yep. That was Jordan speaking from AFL.com.au. I'm, I'm back in the Crows. The Crows. I think that they're going to be slow starters. I don't think they're going to win conference, a spoiler alert. Mm. But I think by the end of the year, they're going to have Chloe Shear back up and running, Aaron Phillips back up and running, Rhiannon Metcalf up and running, Van Hagen up and running, Sophie Lee up and running. <laughs> and when they have 28 fit players instead of 23, yeah. they're, they're just the best team. Mm, and, and we had Ebony Marinoff on the last podcast, and she was pretty confident in her preseason. She said she's had one of the best preseason. Ian Hatchard. Um, Ponta, she spoke very highly of all these players who I thought were already good and she spoke that they've taken it to another level. So that was quite scary hearing that from her. Um, runner up, second I've, place. I changed it literally five minutes beforehand. I had Adelaide and then I was like, I just, I don't know with the injuries. Um, I've gone North Melbourne. I'm not super confident on it. I can't explain to you why. Um, <laughs> It's just, just a gut feel. I just, yeah, I, I'm just a little bit concerned about Adelaide at this point. So I've gone north. Yep. I've also gone north. I think that it'll be a double Conference A grand final. Uh, the Roos have the second best list on paper, I think, outside of the Crows. They have stars everywhere. And getting a first-hand look at them on, on Saturday, they were really impressive. Mm. And I think that they, they put Emma King forward for a lot of their game, as I've been hoping that they would. And I think with... With that is the final piece of the puzzle for them, and I think they can go a long way this year. All right, gentlemen, we'll be talking off air about why none of you said <laughs> Collingwood, but we'll save that chat for another day. Um, all right, going on to conferences, you think it's going to be a conference A grand final, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say conference A winner and conference B winner. So we'll go two birds, one stone. Sure. Also, I'll kick it off. Uh, conference A, I've got North, and conference B, I've got Melbourne. So both my oh, grand yeah. finalists. I don't. Yeah, I think Adelaide's going to be the real wild card there. But other than those two, I feel pretty confident about those. I have got North Melbourne winning Conference A, and I've got Fremantle winning Conference B. Wow. And I've got Fremantle winning Conference B by two games. By wow. two games? By two games. Okay, okay. So Big prediction. I'll explain why if you if you like. Please yeah, do. yeah, please. I think they're going to win their first five games because wow. they leave Perth once to, tr- to play St Kilda. Their first five weeks at home. are either at home or against St Kilda. Obviously, there's a derby in there as well, but as 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 I mentioned before, I don't think West Coast are going to be quite up to speed come round two. Mm. I think Fremantle are going to be in a perfect position come round six and seven and eight. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was such a dead joke. <laughs> Apologies. Yeah. So I think Fremantle will get there because of their schedule as much as anything, but I also think that they have an incredible midfield, a really strong forward line, and an underrated back line. Yep. And now I hope Collingwood comes out of one of your mouths, but <laughs> Conference A finalists and your Conference B finalists. Nick, I want you to go first because okay. I really don't feel good about <laughs> this. Conference A for me was the hardest because Adelaide and North, as as mentioned, are my grand final teams, so they're locked in. Yep. The third team I had, I, I had Richmond and GWS sort of equal, mm-hmm. and I've given the nod to GWS because okay. I think that their midfield is very strong. I think Jess Allen is a sneaky good inclusion with her and Aaron McKinnon. If, if one of them can, can start to play well as a forward as well, that gives them a lot of versatility. Their problem last year was the fact that they were the easiest team to score against. If they can shore that up and they kept Brisbane to three points on the weekend, obviously practice game, so we don't really know what that means. Mm-hmm. I think the Conference A finalist in third place is going to have like maybe a three and five record or a four and four record. I don't think it's going to be a huge like battle like conference B will be for the third spot. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm I'm going I'm going with GWS. What do you got for conference A? 
Yeah, I had North and Adelaide uh, as my certainties. And then the third one, I think I'm going to go with GWS, and I don't feel good about it. I had the same queries with you, but um, with Richmond, I like they've obviously got star power. I'm wondering how much depth um, is going to be an issue for them. Um, so I'm going to stick with GWS just because we kind of know what they are. Um, and I think that's uh, it's going to go a pretty long way in the regular season. I think they were a better team than what they showed last year, the Giants. I had them as a finalist last year, and they didn't didn't get there at all. I think they were a much better team than than yeah what they showed last year because they've got talent all over the field. As we mentioned, Alice Parker could be one of the breakout players of the year. Um, but yeah. And your conference B? Yeah. Uh, so Fremantle uh, and Melbourne for my two definites. And then the third one was so tough, I think. Carlton, Collingwood, obviously, you're going to be really close. There we go. Thank you. Um, I'm happy woman now. I can sleep well tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Dogs, I really like the look of them on Saturday, but I'm not sure how they're going to go. I've just uh, had a confirmation. Uh, Ellie Blackburn's going oh, for scans today. Just about to ask you. Um, so we're not certain uh, how long she's going to be out for, so we'll find out later on tonight. But, yeah, that's obviously a massive piece for them. And St. Kilda and West Coast still don't know what we're going to get. So I've gone Carlton tentatively, um, but I really think that could be uh, any of Carlton Collingwood or... Jeez, anyone. Honestly, that third <laughs> side is ridiculous. Conference B is so hard. Yeah, I've got Fremantle, as I said. I've got Carlton, because I think that they're just as good as they were last year, even without Bree. Yep. And I have got Collingwood. And yes. I haven't done that because you're in the room. I genuinely think that they are going to be the most improved team of the year. I think you've got the strongest midfield in the comp, especially if Shani can um, can jump up a few, a few tiers. Mm-hmm. I think your query is where the goals come from. Um, but you've got probably the best goalkeeping midfield in the comp with yourself and um, Jamie. Just don't hit the post. Um, and Cheap jab. <laughs> Very well so, done. Yeah, I've got the Pies coming in third. I've got the Blues second and the Dockers first. Nice. And you've got your grand final Jeez. team missing out. Yeah. It's hard. It's so hard. I, I, I think the D's injury issues are a real problem. Yep. I don't think they can compete in the Rock without Lauren Pierce. I don't know who their second option so is. Ed and Zanka Rock for them on uh, on the weekend. Mm. Okay, but yeah, like the issues with that. Obviously, like yeah. Tegan Cunningham, I think, has got an injury as well. Yeah. Oh, really? So, yep. Hamstring or quad. Yeah, I think quad. 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 Yep. That's not yeah. good. No, it's um, not good. Especially, I, th- I, th- I actually thought we'd actually see her on the track because I'd heard that she had an injury with her quad, but I thought it wasn't as serious. But I think it's a little bit more serious yeah. than it's. Uh, come across to be well. They're confident that both her and uh, Kate Hoare are going to play round one. Of course, um, they yeah. say that. Though. Of course, they <laughs> yeah, would say that too. Exactly right. So <laughs> yeah. it, it will be really interesting. Obviously, yeah. So obviously, the same boat as as Adelaide, where just the injuries you have no idea. So, so they have they have twenty six fit players, not including these latest ones that we don't know about. Mm. So well, and, Kemp, um, uh, Kempy Aislin Kemp went down with an ankle. Yeah. So yep. that's Lily Mithin was hurt Lily as well. Lily Mithin hurt. Um, Alicia Newman had a head knock as well, but I think that's pretty minor. So. Yes, but... Yeah. So that's the difference, I think, because this Conference B is loaded. Mm. So I think it's going to be Fremantle, and then it's going to be Carlton, Collingwood, Melbourne, and the Bulldogs all tussling for that last those last two spots, yeah. and I think it'll come down to those those individual matchups. Round two, for instance. Yeah. It's going to be a very exciting season. Round two, I'm really, really looking forward to that one. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say an easy one, but none of these are easy, as I've said that before. Season MVP. I've got a friend of the show, Ebony Marinoff. Yes. I, I, yeah, I just Love think that. like if there's someone that's going to put their team on their shoulders, it's going to be her this year. Um, and I think that goes a long way to getting uh, recognition as the MVP. you got to be the standout on a really good team, and I think she can do that. Um, obviously, both sides of her game are really impressive. She can hit the scoreboard, tackle, racks up the ball. Definitely. Like She's super easy to notice, and I think that's going to go a long way. She definitely voting. added scoreboard pressure to her game last season, mm. for sure. 
I'm going to go with the only player to out-tackle Ebony Marinoff wow. in a season, Kiara Bowers. Yes, I'm all about Turbo. I, I Yes, she's my favourite number two. I'm such a fangirl. <laughs> such a fangirl. Well, what makes you such a fangirl of her? What do you like? She's just a competitor and like her story is amazing and you just, you know, you can't be, can't not be starstruck from someone who's, you know, spent so long out of the season. I think she was a, a marquee player for Fremantle. Yep. Um, and then her comeback and her, she just, you know, she hadn't missed a beat. She found the footy, she impacted the game, she's tackled, she's strong. Um, yeah, she's just everything that you would want a midfielder to be and, and more. Like, I just am a massive fan of it. And it helps when she's a very good person too. I th- yeah, I think she's going to, I think, as I said, Fremantle are going to win Conference B with that advantage of their of their fixture. That'll put her in a position to get votes. I think she came second or third last year. <laughs> in so, her comeback season. In her comeback season. I mean, you'd have to be pretty good to come second in the, be- the overall best and fairest in your first year. Yeah. Yep. Seymour <laughs> <laughs> oh, Andy. I'm blushing. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, I'm, yeah. I'm going to do my prediction. I think I'm going to agree with you, Pont. Kiara Bowers, oh, season damn. MVP. I thought you were going to say, I, I thought you were going to say you were going to win it. No, no, I would never. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, leading goal kicker. This one was tough. I've put down Emma King and okay. I'm, I'm not certain on it because I still don't know like the splits of how she's going to spend her time. I think a lot of the best goal kickers in the league are going to play a lot of midfield time as well, which made it pretty hard. Nick, what do you reckon? Well, yeah, we've spoken about this before. There really isn't a standout. No. Because mm. Vessio, first year, then dropped away. Lachlan, first, uh, second year, then injury. Yep. Stevie Lee. Stevie Lee. Um, who knows what will yep. happen mm. there. I think the Crows are going to have a really nice spread of goal kickers again this year. I've gone with a tie between Taylor Harris and Gemma Horton. Okay. <laughs> From what I saw of Gemma Horton on Saturday in that Adelaide game, she was insane in that first half. She was unstoppable. And she was the... Waffle W player of this tournament or something. Yeah. I can't remember exactly whether she was the leading goalkeeper or player of the series. Yeah. She was one of them. One of them. And I've been tracking her quite closely because we did an AFLW fantasy league in the first year and I had her. So, you know, naturally you watch players closer and her improvement since then is just mind blowing. And she was all Australian last year. I think she's going to go up another notch. Taylor should have won it last year, but kicked a million behinds. Um, was really, really impressive against North Melbourne's really good backline. She had two on the weekend, didn't she? She kicked two, could have had five. Oh. Genuinely could have had five. Snapped two over her shoulder, I think, and missed. Yeah. Gave one away, I think, from memory. Uh, kicked the one to McAvoy in the goal square. She was marking everything, and she looks really fit and really strong. And So I think Gemma and Taylor will, will tie and uh, take it out. Well, in talking of goals, this one you haven't been able to prepare for, so oh, no. keeping you on your toes, boys. Round one, Richmond Carlton. Who is going to kick the opening goal of this 2020 season? We'll go Katie Brennan. I, I just Like just a massive torp, like coming out of a clearance. Massive torp. Yeah, I can feel <laughs> Bring it. Just something, back. something huge. <laughs> no, uh, I think she's the kind of player that really stands up for marquee games when she's when she's playing in them. Yeah. So I reckon she'll be massive, on fire early. Massive torp off the Puma boots. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go Lucy McAvoy. Lucy McAvoy, that'd be big. I think I think she'll um, have a huge impact. I th- she's um, as I said, I spoke to her right after the game. And she was so jittery and still so buzzed from the game that she forgot to bring her shoes outside. <laughs> and we're like, Lucy, go inside and get your shoes. It was very funny. And uh, she's a ball of energy. And I think she's going to be one of the standouts of the draftees this year. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um, okay. Now on to ones that you have had time to think about. Just keep me on your toes, boys. Please do. Um, speaking of Lucy McAvoy, rising star for the season. Rising star. I've got Lucy. And I'm going to add this to my biggest surprise, which we'll get to later. 
I think by the end of this season, we're going to look at her as a top 20 player in the league. I, I honestly think, Big like, I, I thought that she was the best player in the under-18s last year. I think she's been comfortably that for the last couple of seasons in, in the juniors. I think she can play anywhere. And I just think, like, every single game, you're going to see her maybe not dominate, but she'll, like, have patches where she's just a feature of every single game. Just so. a consistent player. Not not the the X factor, but just a consistent, reliable Absolutely. Player. Yep. Absolutely. That makes me very excited. <laughs> but yeah, I've also gone gone with Lucy. Um, I think she's going to step into an immediate strong role. Mm. Noticing that Carlton midfield, she was in the starting group most of the time. Her and Grace Egan, actually, both rookies, were both in that starting rotation alongside Presparkus and Loins or Presparkus and one of the Hoskings. Um, but that was also once Lauren Brazali went down with a head knock. So I assume she'll also be in there. Uh, no update on her just yet, but they sent her precautionary, precautionarily to hospital for because she had some neck soreness. Yep but they're expecting her to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm saying McAvoy because she, she just does these one or two little things every now and then where you're like, that, no one else on the field can do that. Yep. And it's just like her, she, her mind goes blank for a second and she just takes a contested mark. Yep. Once she starts putting it together, I think she's going to be really impressive. Yeah. Well, speaking of going to the hospital, little funny story for you. Yes. Sophie Alexander, Lauren Brazali. And Ali Blackburn all ended up at the hospital together. Really? Yeah. That's, that's incredible. They take a photo. <laughs> <So good. laughs> no, they didn't. But uh, Soph was messaging us and she was like, Ali Blackburn's here. And Lauren Brazali. And I was like, oh, it's just a little AFLW <laughs> get together. Little mother's group at the hospital. I did see Sophie's uh, photo on AFL Women's Insta. Wow. It's, an, it's <laughs> nasty, is, isn't it? That is serious. It is so nasty. Wow. Um, okay. On to, we've gone Rising Stars. We're obviously a very pro Lucy McAvoy podcast as well. Mm. Breakout player. So this player doesn't have to be under the age of 21. This can be anyone. I've got a left field one. I watched Bonnie too good really closely on the weekend. And I just think um, anyone who's a really good shot at goal is going to like stand out this year. And she was just excellent. Like Her, her kicking action looks really good. Uh, she was taking a lot of marks overhead. I just think that in a really open dog's forward line, I think she can stand out. So uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how she goes. Real I like that one, John. <laughs> yeah. You had a bit of spice to the podcast. Yeah. And people forget in that game where um, Brooke Lachlan kicked seven on Carlton, Bonnie, Bonnie kicked four, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you I, just don't hear about those, do you? Well, no. when someone kicks seven goals, you, <laughs> everything kind of doesn't matter. That game still haunts me. But, um, still haunts. Actually, yeah, Brooke Lachlan has got her boots up for sale. Um, up for sale. Up for um, auction. Auction. Thank you, Jordan. Um, for And all donations are going to go towards the bushfire. So I'm going to give her a little bit of a shout out and go. I think the link is in her bio. Mm-hmm. Um, go a bit on them because all... The funds raised are going to go towards helping those at the bushfire. So there's a little one for you, Brooke. Absolutely. So for my breakout player, again, I've got I've got two here because I'm a cheater. Two. Um, yeah. So Bob just makes up his own rules as we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to. Uh, Danielle Ponter, I think, is going to be awesome this year. I've been on her bandwagon for a while now. Yeah, Noffy um, really pumped her up the other week. That was that really pricked, yeah. me, pricked my ears up as well. Yeah. The fact that she's done a full preseason with the Crows now. After last year, she was one of the leading goal kickers of the tournament, but didn't do a preseason with the Crows. She sort of just stepped in and was like, hey, here I am. So that's really impressive. And I've also got Shani because to go from, would it be fair to call her a bit of a headless chicken last year? Oh, 100%. And she's the first to say it too. So she would have no issues me saying, yeah, she was, she she's a competitive athlete, which is probably what got her through. But yeah, she's so more switched on. And she, she admits she probably ran around. Well, I mean, like, fair enough. It's a hard sport to learn. Yeah. Isn't it just a 360 contact? Yeah. And so. she was great in the VFLW season and she was awesome on the weekend. So I've got, I've got those two. Mm-hmm. Well, Chloe Dalton, I thought, I thought Chloe Dalton might have been one come out of your mouth. How, 
She's really good, but she was really good <laughs> last really year. Good. She was really good She's last really year. Good. <laughs> she, she she was one of the reasons why Carl made the grand final. I think her ability That's to big. get out the back with speed and head towards goal. Her and uh, Walker, Brooke Walker, was so impressive in that role. And I think Carl and are looking to do the exact same thing this year: is bring everyone up the field and then get out the back with with speed. Yeah, well, I can't say I would keep up with Chloe Dalton because I've heard a lot of good things about her. So I'm actually quite worried. So I actually thought Chloe Dalton was going to carry the Yorma. Interesting. No blues well, in there. She's in, she's in super ripping nick now because she's getting ready for the uh, the Olympics. Yeah, I know. Freak. Yeah. Absolute freak. How good is that? I expect tickets to Tokyo 2020. <laughs> um, now, quite similar to breakout player, but biggest surprise. Do you have one different or is it? So, yeah, mine would, would be Lucy McAvoy to be a top 20 player by the end of this season. That's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. I'm going with um with the D's derailed by injuries. Wow. Oh, I love that you like, <laughs> D's derailed. That's that's the AFL media special. <laughs> yeah, one. actually, is, the we've, got, we've got derailed, disaster, yep. demolished. That's the three go-tos. You would have gone through all of them for the men's season last year. Correct. Time. Yes, absolutely. Run, run out of demon puns. And yeah. is there justification as why the D train is going to mm. derail? Well, again, I, I'm still backing in Adelaide, even though they have less available players. But I just think. I, I struggle to see Melbourne. Ha- they don't have the same depth as Adelaide yep. do, so I think that they're going to be hurt more by it, and I think that's going to catch up with them by the end of the year. And they're going to miss finals. I think they're going to finish. I've got them finishing fourth, which I know sucks because they've been that position just outside finals every season. Mm-hmm. But I, I've got that. They've got them there again. So that's Sorry, my Melbourne. my biggest surprise. You know what? Is- and hopefully they can maybe all those Melbourne fans and Melbourne players listen to the podcast. Prove Pont and Jordan wrong. Well, sorry, Jordan. No, I, I put well, you in there, I'm, didn't I? I'm no, so sorry. He said the yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm all in on the you're, Ds. You're pro D. <laughs> yeah. Um, prove Pont wrong. Um, Please do. Next one. Da, 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 da. Player to keep an eye on. Yeah, Brooke Walker. Yeah, I, yes. I think she's uh, unbelievable. I think she's going to have a great role this year. Um, I'm super interested to see how the Blues play. Round one is going to be like... They've just got a lot of players that can do a lot of different things. Well, she... she Two put two majors on the board, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So yeah, I'm not I'm not sure whether they're going to play her at a half back, half forward. Who knows? But uh, just a super exciting player to watch when she's up and running. Well, I hope by round two we know where she's playing. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan's walked in and just gone Carlton, 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 Carlton. and I'm just really excited. <laughs> he can come on again. I, I've I've got Alice Parker and I have had her down before um, the game on the weekend. Uh, I thought she flew right under the radar last year. Um, Prasparkas rightly won the Rising Star, uh, but Parker was so good, and she. Didn't yeah probably didn't get the plaudits because she's one playing for GWS and two they sucked so mm. now her there with with uh, Rebecca Beeson and Alicia Eva and Dalpos who was probably below her best last year they've got two awesome rocks I think uh, she could be a top twenty player by the end of the year nice I like I'll, that I'll, I'll, I like that. I'll go that far yeah we're gonna do our top twenty I reckon soon enough I've, and you both said it now yeah I mean I I have done it I know you have I'm I know ha- you have you keep that one up our sleeve <laughs> for a future podcast. Now, so season's finished. Um, we've got our awards ceremony and we have awards that get it. So we've done our MVP, leading goal kicker. Who's going to take mark of the year? Ooh. <sighs> Taylor Harris. I know I've gotten blues three. Oh, this is <laughs> yes. ridiculous. Yes. Her, her hands, Who do you go for, Jordan? Uh, I don't really have an AFLW team. Oh, yeah, uh, I do. Uh, I'm a, a, I cover the dogs Essendon closely. Boy. But yeah, Essendon boy for AFL, uh, and then for uh, I'm a dogs beat reporter, so keep a close eye on them. But 
Tay's hands are just ridiculous. Um, so I don't know. I think she could be really good. Chloe, I think you're a chance for this. Yeah. Oh, yes. yes. I think I've been working on my vertical, so yeah. this is good. I like this. <laughs> I'm going to say shiny laden by accident. Oh, well. <laughs> I think she's just going to stick a mid up and take a huge mark. No, nah, I'll, I'll say Taylor as well. I think she's the, the, the runaway favorite for that one. Yeah. You've got to knock a champion off like that throne first, yeah. I reckon, to be the favorite. Like a Jeremy Howe sort of thing. Yeah. You just back him in every year until someone else does it. You know what? I actually will throw myself under the bus here. I think it was my first season, so the second season at AFRW. <laughs> I was used as Taylor Harris's stepladder, and there's footage of it. <laughs> yes. And also, the, you know, the Carlton Draft, um, they've got their Instagram page and they do those funny shirts. Yep. Yep. There's I'll one of Taylor, and that's <laughs> the, the drawing oh. is of me because I was used as a stepladder. Oh, so no. she can have Mark of the Year, but it is not going to be on me. <laughs> if you guys ever have me back on, I'm coming back with that T-shirt on yes. just to fire you up. <laughs> Please. You're not invited. Remember Please. how I said you're invited back? You're not invited. <laughs> the, the, the Brett Thornton Award for Best Stepladder. Yeah, I'll, I'll take. I took that. I took that award out two years ago. That's mine. Fantastic. <laughs> and now I will not be a step ladder again, though. But round two. So season's done. All right, Taylor wins leading uh, leading goal. Oh yeah, leading goal kicker and mark of the year. Yep. She's cleaned up on the AFW awards. But what have we learned at the end of the season? I think the depth is going to be the biggest thing for every key team. Um, obviously, the massive injuries uh, are taking a toll on the best sides. I think that's where we're going to see the other sides um, come up and surprise us. So I think depth is going to be the biggest key to winning this year. I've cheated again. I've got two. Um, Pond. 30 players is not enough for an AFLW list. Yep. I think we've already learned that. I think we learned that two years ago when I toot my own horn, wrote it, and said, hey, what are you doing? Yep. And nothing has been done. Nothing has even been I don't even think they've talked about it. They're too busy expanding the league and not busy worrying about the sustainability of the teams that exist. That's been my my little nugget for a couple of years now where I've just been a bit worried about that. I think the Crows and the Ds are already at breaking point. You guys were at breaking point last year, Chloe. Mm. Carlton the year before that. It's, and we're two weeks out of round one. It hasn't started yet. It hasn't yeah. even started. Um, I, I, you do feel for those teams that, you know, they've got to wrap their players up in bubble wrap because they just literally, we just need to tick a box and get through training so we can have a team to field round one. My other one is the conference system is flawed and conference B will prove that this year, but we can make do with it for now. I think it will learn that it's, it is flawed, but it does create some nice drama and it, it can get the job done. I think this year's conference system is slightly better than last year's. Like there's some flaws that they have improved on. It's still obviously going to be a flawed system, but it looks a little bit better and like it's a closer than I think last year's was. Yeah. Well, like speaking from Collingwood, um, perspective you know we finished 10th last year we we didn't have the greatest run um so and now we've added you know Bree we we, we um Bree's back um myself is back and then you go through the ratings and then we're rated as a much higher side but because of where we finished that's how they they end up yeah you know snaking the conferences and putting the conferences so in a way it's like okay, we finished last, but now we have a much, much better side than we did. So, yeah, like I said, it's just a, another pointing at another floor of the conference system. But yes, That's what happened last year with Fremantle. They sort of were at the bottom and then all of a sudden were at the top of Conference A along with North and Adelaide. The, the, the issue they had last year was North and Geelong were in the wrong conferences. Yeah, It was always obvious that Adelaide was going to be the strongest team and Melbourne was probably going to be the strongest Victorian team. So you should probably have the the cats in, in the the weaker of the two conferences and the uh, bruising the stronger of the two conferences. So 
and they ended up putting the ruse with A, which meant that there were too many good teams in A and not enough good teams in B. And yeah, again, toot the horn, but I, I did, did, did write about that in October. Anyway, sorry. But well, what we are getting at is read Pont's articles because they are all very justified and reliable. Ten takeaways from the AFLW practice games on yes, SCN.com.au. Um, and to finish off, not not a nice one to predict, but your last places Ooh. for each conferences. I know it's not nice to put out there, but it is a prediction show and we are going to predict everything. So conference A, last place, Jordan. Um, conference A, last place. I've got Gold Coast just because they're really tough to get a read on. Um, like the exposed stars that uh, a lot of the other uh, expansion sides have had, we know what they're, what they're going to do. Uh, conference uh, for Conference A, like it, it might be easier for them to get a few few wins, but I think they're probably the weakest side in that conference. I'm going Brisbane. I'm pro Gold Coast. I think that they have, they don't have the name power or the recognition power, but I think they've got a few players there who can who can create some X factor. I think the Gold Coast conditions as well will also give them a bit of an advantage. They only play one game during the day, but even still. Um, I think the Lions have been just completely ravaged by the expansion teams, um, and I think they're going to really struggle this year. Mm-hmm. Leah Casler uh, Leah playing forward for the Suns could be pretty interesting as oh, well. Interesting. I think, yeah, I, I think she, yeah, she was trialed up there this weekend, so yeah, it'd yeah. be interesting. Conference Ms. B, and Conference B last place. Got St Kilda, but I don't feel good about it. Mm. Uh, actually, I like their forward line. Love watching Kate McCarthy. Um, I'm not sure. I think out of them and the Eagles, uh, I don't know. I think St Kilda's going to have less of a home ground advantage than the Eagles, and that's probably my only tipping point for that. Yeah, I've, I've gone. The, I've gone the Eagles. I think um, they're going to struggle with from what I saw on on Sunday. I don't think they're going to win any games outside of Perth, and one of those Perth games is against Fremantle. Mm. So I think that they're going to have a few issues in terms of just being able to to compete with the best teams. They don't really have recognized Ruck. They don't really have recognized forwards. They didn't get the best out of the Fremantle talent, whereas Gold Coast, I think, did a better job grabbing from Brisbane. So, yeah, I think the Eagles are going to struggle. The other thing interesting with them is because the Fremantle-West Coast game is a West Coast home game, they have one less game in Perth than Fremantle does, which is why Fremantle has such a good fixture. Whereas West Coast has that one less game because the Derby is a home game. That's pretty interesting. So yeah, that's huge for them. That's what, that's how the cookie crumbles. <laughs> that is how the cookie crumbles. And the cookies have crumbled for our prediction show. So thank you, Jordan, for joining Thanks us. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate Some it. Some very good predictions. I judged a little bit, but not too hard. We can be <laughs> friends. I'll follow you on Instagram. Thank you. There were a few daggers when Collingwood wasn't mentioned. <laughs> oh, no, I know. That's okay. I don't take it to heart. It's fine. I'm <laughs> you non-biased have to prove us here. Wrong. No, I've got you in there. Um, yeah, so before we, we before we wrap up things today, I, I got a chance to speak to Lucy McAvoy for about five or six minutes after the Carlton North Melbourne game completed, um, and yeah, we'll we'll throw that now. All right, Luce, first game in Carlton colours unofficially. How how'd you how'd you pull up after that one? Yeah, it was um, not going to lie. First quarter, I was sort of thinking, oh crap, what am I going to do here? Um, I was feeling a little bit out of my depth, but was able to regroup and get a rev up from a couple of the girls so I think that really helped um the last three quarters I was able to sort of get myself into the game in different ways which really helped and having the older girls and the ladies in Kez and and Loins they um were really encouraging and you know just said you know keep going so that was very helpful. Five, first like first time on Icon Park playing a game five goals down immediately that's mm. not exactly what you want is it? No it's not ideal is it <laughs> um it was a it was a bit of a slogging at the start mm. um 
they they really came out firing. And we knew they were going to come out firing. We were just on the back foot from the start. And we weren't able to put it back on our terms in the first quarter at all. Um, so, yeah, from after the first quarter, we either had the option to drop our heads or try and make a fight back. And um, credit to the girls. We have a really good group and never give up. And that's the sort of attitude we've had throughout pre-season. I think that really helped us throughout the second, third and fourth quarter. We were able to sort of get it back on our terms in the second quarter and then third and fourth um, start to run out a bit more and take control of the game. Hot day out here. Yeah. Um, you guys seemed to run pretty well towards the end of the game. Like, you felt like you guys were outrunning them towards the end. Did you feel that out there? Like, yeah. you feel like you had yep. better fitness than them towards I think the end? definitely momentum helps as well. Um, the fact that we were able to change that from the first quarter, we then were able to use it and continue using that throughout the rest of the game. That was a, a really big factor for us, using our momentum. And I think credit to our... Um, S&C staff, they've prepped us really well for the season ahead and um, made sure that we utilise our ground, which is a bigger ground compared to the other ones. So um, to be able to utilise it to our advantage and be able to run and carry, which is sort of our, our game style, um, I think that really benefits us. You had a few nice moments. Start of the third quarter, a beautiful clearance, nearly got it out there. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then gave it off to a player <laughs> under pressure. Um, yeah, I think from the second half, I started to really pull my crap together and um, sort of try and get, get myself the game um, and do something for the team, like whether it was small or big. And yeah, to be able to get my hands on the footy straight away at the start of the second half, I was able to use that as confidence then throughout the second half to um, get a bit more of the footy, which was good. And then you took a bloody nice contested mark <laughs> in the goal square. That... Oh, I'm not going to lie, I don't know how that landed in my hands. I just saw Tay bombing it. I'm thinking, oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so middle, forward, where are we going to see you mostly? this season yeah I think um, probably throughout the midfield maybe a little bit of forward here and there um, and maybe if half's feeling like it throw me down back <laughs> um, but yeah mainly throughout pre-season I've been thrown in the midfield um, and I'm loving it there the girls in, in Loinsy you know she's been around for quite some time so to be able to learn off her and even Maddie even though she's played one season she's um, a gun as it is so to be able to learn off those two is really benefited me throughout pre-season seems like the core of this Carlton team is really young Maddie Georgia Taylor like uh, Dalton, Walker, they've got experience yeah, yeah. after a couple of seasons, but they're still pretty young, especially in the midfield. How do you, like, get ready for especially someone like North Melbourne who have these gun elite midfielders? Yeah, um, to be honest, I don't really notice how young we actually were um, until you do look at ages and yeah. like, oh, I can't believe you're only 21, 22 and whatnot. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, I suppose them having experience helps a lot of us. Like, we drafted... Um, quite a few 19, 18 year olds. So for them to pass down their experience um, helped us, especially today, because we knew that Emma Carney, um, you know, uh, what's her little, what's her? Um, <laughs> Bruton? Having, yeah, Bruton, I'm yep. having a mental breakdown. Um, <laughs> she, those types of plays, we were really in it. Um, and we knew that we had to pull our finger out. And um, I think having those girls have that experience was able to help us fight back in the in the second half. Uh, generic question, who's been impressing you on, on the track heading into the season? Um, Looking at it from, from a, a perspective yeah. of like, I mean, you haven't been here before this is your first season, who's yep. like, who stands out to you? Yeah, there's been quite a few. Uh, Brazzy's been one of them, Lauren Brazzile, so I don't even know her last <laughs> name, just call her Brazzy. Um, unfortunately, she got stretched off today, but she's been um, a real standout for me. She's Her pace is unbelievable. I don't, I don't think I'd be able to catch her. <laughs> um, Although I'm not the quickest player. Yeah. Um, there's been quite a few standouts. You know, Mads is working really hard. Um, Jess Edwards has been a big one. She had a little bit of a shoulder niggle uh, a couple of weeks ago. So for her to be able to work back from that, um, I've really noticed she's been working really hard. Um, 
And then, of course, some of the younger girls, Grace Egan, she's been working real hard. Joey, again, yeah, Irish girls, she's uh, got a good background behind her and Gaelic footy and certainly brings her talents here. Brazali's okay, is she? Is she? Um, can't yeah. stretch it off after a bit of a bit of a head hit? Yeah, uh, the last update, she was all right, a bit of neck soreness. Um, and, yeah, we'll be contacted, hopefully, um, when she's happy to see a few people. So she's headed off to hospital, which has been unfortunate, but we'll all rally, rally behind her and make sure she's all right. All right, last question. Given this is an SEN podcast, I have to ask. Yep. What's what's it like working with the great man Andy Marr? Oh, he's a he's a rip of like I love Andy. Um, only known him for the preseason so far. He's been very good. He's very passionate and very encouraging, which is I think is really good. He'll come out and give a bit of feedback and then make sure he's encouraging in some way. Um, very vocal as well, which I love. Um, brings a bit of atmosphere to the team, and he's been very good. Uh, I, I was watching him closely in the third quarter. Didn't seem to get off the wing for <laughs> the entire third quarter. Nah, he's a bit. He's a bit like one of the coaches. He just. He's all. I reckon he, if if he hasn't been caught yet, he will. To be told to jump off the ground. Um, he does hang around a bit, but I think it's good. Uh, the girls love it, and he's very vocal, so you can't really miss him. <laughs> That's very true. All right, Lucy. Thank you very much thank for your you. time. Thank Appreciate you for it. coming on the podcast. Technically. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> See you around. So that was Lucy McAvoy there. I'm the only one in the room who has listened to it, so I'm not going to ask you for your opinions on it because I haven't played it. But um, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you, Jordan, for coming in. Thank you. Where can we find your work? Uh, AFL.com.au and women's.afl. Um, so I've just had a piece up with Sarah Hosking this week um, that I thought was really interesting. Uh, their culture is going to be uh, one of the things that's going to be a story out of this year. So they're, they're a really tight-knit group, so that'll be one to keep an eye on. I think most of those Carlton players would run through a brick wall for Daniel Harford from, <laughs> from the little bits I saw of that, that uh, in them being with him after the game. Anyway, yeah, I could don't want to get on a Carlton thing right now. <laughs> Thank you for, for tuning in. Thank you for being here. Great website, womens.afl, but get stats on there immediately. I hold you personally <laughs> We're responsible. We're working on it. We are working on it. <laughs> Believe me, uh, you have messaged me multiple times about it, and I have put the message in, so we're working on it. Thank, Thank you very much. Thank you, Chloe, for coming in. No, no worries. It's a pleasure. I hope your, your grass burn gets better. <laughs> Thanks, Pont. You said that so sarcastically. Thank well, you. I've never had a grass burn, so I can't. I've only had a basketball uh, court burns well it's things and it hurts okay feel sorry for me i feel bad (laughs) anyway thank you very much for tuning in we will join you next week for our round one round one show that's exciting yeah i've just got real nervous (laughs) but no i'm I'm pumped i cannot wait but i'll bang on about that don't hit your mic i'm just that excited i'll i'll talk about that come next podcast so you'll have to listen in talk to you next week